This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I've had issues with my iPhone because when I try to plug it in to power it, um, it just it either doesn't register at all. And like, I almost have to like push the lightning connector in really far to get it to power at all. And I look in there and I'm like, there seems like something's wrong. So I took like an earring mm-hmm. and I kind of fished probably a finger, like a pinky nails uh-huh. size <laughs> worth of lint. Uh, like a compacted lint. Yeah. I guess like a year and a half worth of lint I had collected <laughs> in there and I finally cleaned it out. But now my phone, it, uh, it charges just fine. It reminds so. me of a time when this podcast didn't exist. <laughs> like that's that's how long ago that's, that lint. Was. That's how long that lint has been there. That lint is like wow, guys. Is it 2014? <laughs> Do we have hoverboards yet, <laughs> Marty? We have to go back. <laughs> I just picture picture like a little uh, Doc Brown shaped lint talking to him. <laughs> I pick it out, and he's like, "The Libyans, they found me." <laughs> Uh, hey everybody i'm travis i'm brandon and this is apathetic enthusiasm thank you so much for listening welcome in welcome uh this this is our podcast this is our this is apathetic enthusiasm yeah we talk about pop pop culture and tech and movies and pod culture pod culture uh cast movies tech bloggers yeah um all kinds of things. So all, all tons of things. Uh, a little bit of, as we say, house cleaning or housekeeping. Housekeeping. Whatever. I think we did yeah. that every single time. Like housekeeping, we, house cleaning. We did it at the end. I think at one of the, la- the last episodes. No, I'm just saying. Like we always, we always say either housekeeping or house cleaning at first, mm-hmm. um, and then then we correct ourselves and say the other one. Yeah. I, whatever it is. Yeah. You know what we're doing? We're get, we're getting the the necessaries out of the way first. We're we're getting the spring housing cleaning 
yeah. into the <laughs> That was cast. almost a sentence. Good job, Brandon. <laughs> uh, well, based on that, I'm sure you have so much you want to say back to us. And if you do, there are plenty of ways that you can get in contact with the show. You can send us an email at apatheticenthusiasmshow mm. at gmail.com. Mm, there's, I, I saw a little bit of hesitance. Yeah, I almost didn't say it. Uh, there's always our Facebook page at facebook.com slash apatheticenthusiasmshow. And you can hit us up on Twitter at apathusiast. And as always, you can hit us up on GeekAid, www.geekaid.com. That's right. Uh, this this week, uh, you, were, you were listening to... The, what is it? Waveback po- podcast. Waveback, yeah. So uh, one of the one of the one of our fellow podcasts on Geekade is uh it's called Waveback podcast, and what they do is they um every I think about once a month they go over like a classic, uh, Super NES or Genesis old school video game soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So this this week they went over uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two, um, classic. So you know the the, the host Chris he what he does is he, he plays a song and then he, he talks about it after afterwards and, and he gives that, he's actually pretty good. Uh, he like throws in a little bit of trivia here and there, like, uh, you know, one of the levels, I forget which one it is, but like the, the, the Sonic, the Hedgehog spring sound, mm-hmm. like it's, it's ingrained into the, the, the music of this particular level. Yeah. It was like the bass track or something. Yeah. Right? It was made out of that. Yeah. Sound yeah. Effect. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I have fond memories of Sonic the Hedgehog two. Because I entered like a blockbuster video gaming contest oh. when I was just a wee lad, mm-hmm. and uh, the first game on there was Sonic the Hedgehog two. Yeah. So um, I think they did it just based on like your total score yeah. for like the opening level. Um, and I'm gonna reveal now on this podcast did- the truth behind my placing in like the top three for mm-hmm. blockbuster videos. Uh oh. Gaming. But it was like some gaming contest. After, so, all, after all this time, the, the truth. Yeah, the truth comes out. So, I mean, we're going to get real here. Uh, do you, I mean, you remember Blockbuster Video? They would have like. I, I do remember Blockbuster they would, Video. They would have game. For people born in like the 90s, I'm sorry, bear with us here. Yeah. Um, if you were born <laughs> uh, three years ago, yeah. you might not know. This is this is when Redbox was in a full store and you could walk into it and they had disgruntled workers and everything. Yeah. Um, but they had game consoles set up and you usually have like games or something yeah. that you could play. Um, so they and you played in the store and like a blockbuster employee would kind of watch you as you do this. Yeah. Um, like taking notes. Right. Making sure you like mm. don't cheat or whatever. Like, like wearing like a ref's outfit. No, they just had like a blue shirt. Right, right, right. You know, with like a name tag. A ref's outfit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A blockbuster ref. Blockbuster ref. <laughs> so level starts up like and right at the beginning, some little kid like runs up and goes to grab the other controller. Yeah. And the lady that's like scoring me or whatever is like, oh, no, he's doing like a thing. Don't don't play. Yeah. But what that happened was when he hit the button on that controller, it brought tails in. And then Tails uh, uh, was collecting uh. coins and trailing behind me and you, buffing that score. You and me dumb cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna roll with it. And, it was, and uh, so you had to go in. You had to play three games. Yeah. And then your cumulative score would give you the opportunity to win. Right. For whatever reason, my parents didn't take me to go play the other two games at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. You know what? I. I'm not going to win. No big deal. I get a call from Blockbuster like after 
like the the insert like, and like, they're like like you were like third place like mr blockbuster mr blockbuster himself. oh my yeah. god uh no like jt pro- blockbuster. probably the assistant manager of the blockbuster in, in yeah. the town i lived right in. right um blockbuster jr but they like gave me like a pin and it was like my <laughs> consolation prize but yeah. i was like if i had gone back and played those other two games i didn't even have to be good at them yeah i had inflated my <laughs> initial score so badly uh, uh you you're a you're a cheater i feel i feel i feel like I feel good letting that off my chest. I'm, I feel good. I'm glad that to the world. I'm glad we were able to frost Nixon the <laughs> truth out of you. Um, and on that note, let's get into our actual topics for this yes. episode. Uh, that lengthy introduction to say that we are talking about drones uh, in this episode, and then also our Netflix rewatch for the week, which is. Did you watch the movie? Oh, what, what is it? Mad Max. Cause I, I watched, I watched it's not Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> I know you're still coming down off of seeing that movie, uh, uh, but we did watch Star Starship Troopers on Netflix this week. So kill them all. I'm from Buenos Aires. I say kill them all. <laughs> um, but first, but, but first a topic that we have attempted to discuss for several episodes on apathetic enthusiasm and that is drones. Um, if anybody's been listening for, I don't know. I, I don't a know. While like, like two episodes, maybe. There Max. were there were definitely two episodes where we had a conversation about drones, and then you just cut it out. Right, when you're editing it. Yeah, uh, because this this was at the beginning of of our our pod. Well, I mean, technically, I guess we're still at the beginning. of our Fifteen podcast. episodes in, we're veterans now. <laughs> uh, but uh, what uh, I was trying to edit for time, a lot of that content wasn't very good. It wasn't very directed. Uh, we didn't have we didn't have a good direction. Um, we didn't direct ourselves very good, um, but you know, direct. I'm gonna be direct with you. Um, like I cut it. Yeah, you just, I cut it. <laughs> we just talked too much about other stuff. We talked too much about blockbuster video. Um, I mean, we almost made we almost made uh, 50 minutes last episode. Um, the the first time we did drones, it pushed us up to like an hour. Yeah, and I had a very strict at that point in time. Not even you could stand to listen to us for that long yeah no 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 i mean i mean when i'm editing now i just do homework <laughs> like yeah they're talking it's uh, whatever. um but yeah so we're gonna talk about drones um we're not gonna talk about drones in regard to like military vehicle type no, things. we're not gonna no. talk about we're not gonna big... talk we're not we're not gonna talk about ant-man and how he probably is using drones yeah we're not gonna talk about the the type of ant that does like a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, what we're talking about. We're not going to talk about the queen bee. <laughs> what, 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 are you, what are you talking about? Sorry. Um, Look, we're not talking about, we're not talking about military grade ants here. Yeah. We're talking about, we're talking about, we're stay talking tuned about, for the Ant-Man episode. when we bring that up. <laughs> we're just talking about straight up out of the box drones. Yeah. Like, so, like flying drones. Right. Like uh, consumer or even commercial uh, use drones. Typically, they're like a quadcopter type yeah. thing. Um, it's they're a, becoming much more popular right now. Right. Like almost, you know, just like an RC type car, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, for the most part, a lot of the like hobby drones that, that are out on the market are kind of falling into that same category of of, of a uh, recreational remote controlled plane. Yeah. Um, sort of that same. So, yeah, so there's actually a lot of different types of hobby drones that, um, are out on the market right now. You and I actually both have a couple of small 
drones that we've puttered around with. We do. Um, that we puttered around with. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, when we got them, we were really excited about them. Oh, it's stoked. We, we, we were like waiting. The, the amount of time that, that went between flights on these things was how long it took to charge the battery. <laughs> yeah. It was like, all right, well, I got my 15 minutes of flying in, so... So and, you can see in a few hours when the battery's fully charged. And, and I got so tired of waiting that 15 minutes that I ordered additional batteries so I wouldn't have to wait 15 minutes to fly it again. Yeah, if I remember correctly, it was shortly after that that we basically stopped flying. Yeah, es- essentially, yeah. yeah. Did, we, did we pick up a new hobby at that point? What did, what well, did we start doing? I don't remember what we started doing. It had something to do... It was almost like we started talking a lot more in the garage <laughs> after that. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, huh. But anyway, um, the the drone in question that we've been flying around uh, was the Hubson X four. Yeah, that's right. This, this is a this is a really small drone. It's um, it fits not, it fits in your in the palm of your hand. Yeah, it's it's maybe not the palm of your child's hand. Yeah, I mean, like if you have like like a normal average like, sized hand, like non baby hand sized hand, like I don't know, like. A basketball player could fr- probably fit a couple in there, right? Like, like Shaq could probably like fit like the actual like two, maybe <laughs> the three. actual the military grid <laughs> drone. Um, but yeah, this the reason we um, well, you got yours as a gift, right? Yeah, I I got, I got it as a gift, and and I, I I'll be the first to admit that it's not something when I got it I was too stoked about. I, I it was one of those things like you get it and you're like, oh that that's cool. But you don't realize the power of it until that first flight, and then it crashes into <laughs> the first time those <laughs> things start spinning around. You hear that buzzing of the, <laughs> of the propellers. Yeah, uh, I I turned it on and I didn't know how to fly it yet, and it just like spun directly into like my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and so for like the first week, I just had like cuts all over me. I look like a horror movie icon. Uh, that is true. Another thing that's very true is as soon as you got that and started flying it, I immediately had drone envy. Yeah. Uh, drones are something that I've sort of wanted to get for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But I think I was always looking at sort of the larger size, like, um, I don't know, the... Uh, like think, like the it, one with like a video ca- video camera on, like the controller where you can like... Right, like the... Like the um, POV it. The Phantom is, is the I think, the most popular, like, large size drone that like has like a GoP like you can attach a GoPro to it or something like that. But yeah, those, yeah, those yeah. are usually like over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, 1300 or so way expensive. So I was just like, yeah, I'll just not. Um, but then when I saw yours, I was like, Hey, this kind of, you know, it does most of the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, right now on Amazon, you can get a Hubson X4 for like 30 bucks. Like, Oh yeah. We should get another one. <laughs> we should probably get a and just, and just tie them together. <laughs> Do some sort of synchronized like <laughs> air show with them. Um, but yeah, so for those of you out there that are v- even vaguely interested. If you're vaguely. In, in, in yeah. drones, I would highly recommend going out and looking for something like the Hubson X4 or something in that small drone um, range where you can get in. Um, it it's It's about the size of a toy, but it's sophisticated enough to where... It doesn't, I mean, it like feels you, like a, a little bit better than just like a run-of-the-mill toy that you're playing with. Yeah, uh, it, it's not, it, it doesn't feel cheap, you know. And, and like the first time you, you fly it, you're like, uh, you know, you can get um, 
you can put it into advanced mode so you can like do flips and barrel rolls and stuff like that do a barrel roll um because when you first fly it uh, you have to do something with a controller to put it in advanced mode um when it's not in advanced mode it it is it's more stable um it it doesn't accelerate it's harder to crash basically yeah yeah essentially but when you put it in advance it's like (laughs) and you're not even you're not even on it you know right yeah you're making those sounds you're not even on it (laughs) um we're getting a little ahead of ourselves but um these these hobby drones they're becoming uh, much more popular um i'm seeing a lot more both in the news and on a lot of like the tech websites that i follow where um, companies are becoming much more interested in, in quadcopters and different types of drones. A lot of tech companies are heavily invested in finding ways to um, improve the ease of flying these and sort of the automation portion of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're becoming very useful for some different applications. Um, it's not just hobbyists that can use them, but film crews and um, different scientists are using it for research but yeah um so there's a new one that they just announced recently right mm-hmm. uh the lucy i think it's called okay yeah. um but uh the the, the kind of cool thing about this drone is uh it's in the palm of your hand you throw it up and then it, it starts flying and then it just it um you uh i think you like wear a wristband and on the wristband that's where the GPS sensor is. Right. So you throw this thing into the air and it'll just follow you at a certain distance. And then you press the button and it'll come back to you. Yeah. It's, um, and, and, and it's waterproof too. So I, I made the joke uh, when I went on a fishing trip uh, a couple weeks ago, like, Oh, there's an automated drone. Cool. Like try to get that thing out of the water. <laughs> you know? uh, but you know, it, it, like you, you mess it up, it comes back to you, it lands in the water, whatever you just, you, you huh. fish net it out. I mean, assuming it floats, which, yeah. Well, yeah. I, ideally. Yeah. Um, I mean, why well, make it waterproof if it's like just gonna like <laughs> gloop, gloop, sink to the bottom of the Pacific? But it would it would still operate if you could fish it out of the bottom <laughs> of the Pacific. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've I've you see a lot of selfie sticks these days, right? Yeah. I uh, see a ton of them. Yeah. I I own a selfie stick store. I in in Honolulu. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. It's it's Brandon selfies. <laughs> Sticks <laughs> and more, but the more, but the more part is just like more selfie sticks, <laughs> um, and drones that you can throw up into the air and then they'll take your picture from different, from yeah, different locations. yeah, 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 um, yeah, I <laughs> selfie drone, selfie drones, um, that's actually really popular. I saw, um, there's some drones now that will just follow any GPS signal that you that you pair with it, uh-huh. so. Um, I know like film crews and stuff uh, will use a drone that they throw up in the air and then they can do like a driving sequence Yeah, where the drone basically just flies behind a car and because it has a high definition camera on it yeah. is able to film a really cool perspective, something that you would have to have paid for an actual helicopter in mm-hmm. the past. Yeah. And now for much less money, you can just throw a drone up in the air and, Man, go. man, they they can use some of that stuff for the next Mad Max movie, <laughs> probably. Probably, they, it, maybe uh, they did for the current one. Did, ma- do you know? I I think there's like a thirty minute, um, behind the scenes thing on YouTube about the the camera work on there. It it's super interesting to me. It's <laughs> such a great it's such a great movie. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um. So there's that. Uh. 
there's also some additional like autonomous technology um companies like ibm um actual drone manufacturers mm. are are looking into a lot of ways to uh state like the onboard processing on some of these more advanced drones yeah um there's a, there's a new one that just came out where you basically like hit take off and it it takes off and just hovers in place you you hit you hit take off is it is it like one of those cheap rocket things that as your kids like or like you, <laughs> you shove a little dynamite in there and it just <laughs> yeah yeah and like you stomp on it with your foot but like the the, the stomper says take off is it <laughs> no. uh it's actually i think an ipad oh. is is the interface okay um and there's a button on there that you it the drone is sitting on the ground you hit yeah. the button and does it does it the the it does it say take off on the yeah i think so oh cool yeah like what kind of font <laughs> like helvetica it was definitely a sans serif okay all right i'm gonna go that that's good that's good that's important because <laughs> um but yeah so uh there's also a lot of um advanced sort of uh sensors and things on some of these drones yeah. that uh they're using to try and detect the environment better so that hopefully if you can, if you can pass legislation to get these things flying out on their own for different things mm-hmm. um it will limit the crashes and things like that if if you're sending it down you Did, know a street or something yeah um it's able to detect the environment around it and right then like like, uh, like telephone poles and stuff like that yeah I or think telephone I, lines even maybe i i saw a demo where they sent one of these drones that was sensing its environment through like a wooded forest type thing uh-huh. and uh it was like they basically gave it a point a and a point b and yeah. said you know get to point b uh but it was having to navigate around all these trees and it was compensating for that and then moving through it oh so i mean the, the fastest the fastest way to get there is, is a straight line unless there's trees in the ways which we learned today while we were playing disc golf <laughs> <laughs> tree seeker yeah um so i guess i guess that brings up the point of uh you have companies like amazon you yeah. have you know, obviously the drone companies that are really interested in improving this technology uh, and making it the best that it can be for potential business reasons. Yeah. Amazon wants to use drones for short distance deliveries where they can pick up a small item in a, in a warehouse and fly it directly to a person, fly the drone back. Yeah. Same, same day delivery and you don't have to worry about a person, you know, Na- operating it necessarily. Right. Right. Uh, the FAA not 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 too, not, not not so too keen <laughs> not not too keen on on manless drones right Cur- currently there are a few rules in place uh, that that go along with drone flight one of them is you can't be too close to an airport to fly these so they don't they don't want you to flying your little you know quadcopter around and then hitting a major airline or something or yeah you know a commercial jet and taking it down with your i mean i mean really um bird damage is still probably probably more damaging than <laughs> than a drone yeah the, like a like a mini like our our drones probably aren't as dangerous as bird damage yeah but i think as you start getting into some of the bigger size drones and things like that well I mean, it could it yeah it could be really an issue i can imagine so um the the faa did kind of approve some of that stuff already we've talked about it in the last 
70 times we've talked about drones <laughs> and cut it. Um, but uh, so so they have some rules approved for it already, right? But they're they're like outdated. Right. Well, what ends up happening is like, for example, with Amazon, uh, one of the rules for, for drones is that uh, you have to have it in line of sight. If you're operating a drone, you have to be able to see it yourself. Okay. Um, that doesn't work so well for Amazon because they want to be able to, whether whether they're doing it autonomously or whether they have it piloted, yeah. they want to be able to run a relay where, say, there's a camera on the drone and there's someone piloting it back from a desk somewhere. Um, they don't want to have to like follow it in a car. That kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. So that doesn't work for Amazon. What what if you what if you have like a guy in in like a basket, like being carried by the drone as well? That <laughs> that would that would not really be a drone anymore. It would be a piloted aircraft. <laughs> no, it would be like a hot air balloon, but but like the drone is carrying him. <laughs> It'd be an awesome drone. But It'd like there's easy. still somebody back at Amazon headquarters flying it. <laughs> the guy in the basket's just chilling, just yeah. like he's just holding the box that someone <laughs> ordered. Got a hand delivery here. He just has like an Amazon polo shirt and khakis, <laughs> and he's just. Uh, what, what, hey, uh, Tim, what what do you do for a living? Uh, what exactly is it that you you doing these days? Uh, I ride in the basket and I'm a drone. I'm uh, I'm the Amazon basket rider. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to <laughs> pronunciate correctly either. So, so the FAA did pass some rules that to kind of yeah clarify what. Uh, the laws were for drones. The issue is because the legislative process takes so long as the drone technology continues to improve and they, they come up with new things, the laws can't keep up with it. Right. Um, what that means is, is Amazon has been testing their drone deliveries and things like that. And other countries have gone over to Europe to kind of move the process along so that as soon as legislation is approved here, for whatever Amazon's trying to do, then they already have the technology developed to to make it happen. But that is that is one issue that companies are are running into. Yeah, um, and it's not just you know a commercial company like Amazon, um, but like IBM and and the people they're developing the sensors and the the autonomous uh, elements for these drones. Uh, they're they're developing stuff that they can't really sell to the public right now, right? Because it's like, if, if they gave us that drone, it's like, well, it does all this cool stuff, but legally you can't really use it. Right. So. Like, like teleportation. Yeah, exactly. And time travel. The yeah. time travel drones, they're just yeah. too sticky. So um, some things, and I, and I want to talk about this a little bit because I think this is, is more something that we could get involved in. Is okay. Some of the uses that people have for these hobby style drones, um, they're doing... Some interesting things. They're 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 obviously like there's races, right? So okay. so they're setting up sort of like a, a course, or sort of like an out and back type thing where yeah. you race, you know, a different person. I saw I saw a video where someone had, um, an Oculus, yeah, um, oh yeah, as yeah. part of their setup, and then they had like a high definition camera on the drone, yeah. So as they were piloting it, their perspective was from the camera on the drone, and it was almost like they were like riding on yeah. the drone and. Huh. That's that just is awesome to me. Yeah, I, it's, I it sounds that. nauseating to me. <laughs> Get you a couple Dramamine, and, and <laughs> uh, an hour before for the people who listen that know that I take Dramamine like fifteen <laughs> minutes before a deep sea fishing trip. 
Um, um, I used to watch a show and I, I can't remember where I watched it, but it was like, it was like a Japanese style game show where they like do a bunch of random stuff. Mm-hmm. But there was like a, um, a, a helicopter flying competition where they'd have to like go do, go in through like different stunts and different obstacles and they would, they would do their best to get to the end of this course. And, uh, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing some stuff like that too. Uh, you know, take off. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how the fake laughter turns into real laughter. That's that's the best. Yeah. So um, we did a little I, bit. I, sorry, I just let that one fly. <laughs> as 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 much as I appreciate a good pun. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah. We we did a little bit of obstacle course type things with with like the playgrounds in the area trying to fly our drones through them yeah uh and we questionable success we failed miserably we had to buy some new propellers and things (laughs) like that uh there's another thing that people are doing with drones which is sort of like a destruction derby uh where like they have like a a netted like cage yeah two drones enter one drone leaves (laughs) um (laughs) and and Uh, yeah it's it's a little early for a segue (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so so people actually like hit these drones into each other mm-hmm. and you either have like three takedowns basically where the drone hits the ground. Yeah. Uh and you're out or if your drone is just completely demolished un- unable to fly. Um that reminds me of like robot wars or whatever it used to be on like Right, yeah, where they'd have like the battle bots and things like yeah, that. Yeah. And and that was so much cooler in theory than it was in execution. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I wanted it to be like in Big Hero Six, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like the very beginning of that movie where like the the robot is like destroying stuff, and it's just like, uh, just it's so action packed. But it's just two guys with controllers, yeah. Like, going, yeah. um, I'm killing you. <laughs> the uh, the one I saw for the drone like destruction derby, yeah. Uh, if your drone like was knocked out of the the sky and it wasn't flying you had like a minute or like two minutes or something to try and repair your drone to get it back huh. up. And that was the most interesting thing to me was these guys that had these like hobby drones that they had built that they were able to replace parts or like fix so quickly to kind of get back into yeah. um, something we should not try with our two little drones. No. If we ever want to use them again. <laughs> no. I don't think we have the skills to, to make them. No, I barely have the skill to make it take off. That's a lie. I can make it take off. Just, just you can make it well. land. Some sometimes <laughs> on the actual landing pads, but mostly upside down in yeah. the tree. Um, but yeah, so I I like drones. I'm hoping that the FAA kind of doesn't clamp down too hard on drone technology. I would love to see Amazon succeed with uh, you know drone deliveries. Maybe I could get my loot crate sometime this week instead of two weeks late well below a dub dub um but yeah so what do you guys think are are you guys into drones do you hate them and again i'm not talking about military drones uh but the hobby aircraft that that sort of thing the quadcopters or are you terrified are you terrified that we live in a a drone consumed (laughs) future where you have to run from buildings because where everything is drone (laughs) drone vegetables Drone Monopoly. Drone motor cars. <laughs> uh, speaking of drones and, and large bugs, yeah. that can be referred to as drones. Oh. Hey. 
Back we, to that we, Ant Man though. <laughs> we we had we had a movie that we watched this week. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar, we do a Netflix movie rewatch every every, every month or so. Every once in a while. Um and this month we watched Starship Troopers. That's right. The the classic. The classic Paul Verhoeven. I don't know how he pronounced his last name, but you're uh, probably close. But the uh, the director of such hit films, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, eh, Showgirls. Hey now, uh, what did I, I said? Total Recall, right? Yeah, uh, Ro- Robocop. Robocop. Yes, yes. Uh, Starship Troopers. All right. Which I feel, if you lay all those films out, anyone can appreciate one quality. One of, <laughs> one of those films. Yeah. I, I mean, my favorite Paul Verhoeven film is is clearly Showgirls. You, have you have you seen Showgirls? I feel like Jesse really just kind of after high school, you know, college might have been rough for her. But yeah, she got addicted to pills, and her it, life just really went. It's south. it's because you know, uh, you know, Zach Zach Morris didn't want anything to do with her. You know, he like Kelly. They had they gets in the way. Kelly. Friggin' Kelly. Um, so, anyway, Starship. Base I never forget. Starship Troopers. So, Travis, I guess Travis hasn't seen a lot of movies. Um, uh, yeah. Evidently, I, I've seen a lot more movies than he has. This is true. Um, so, um, just like with Running Man, I said, Oh, cool. Uh, have you seen Running Man? And he said, I've never seen Running Man. Stop trying to knock me down. All right. <laughs> okay. I was like, no. I I started watching it and didn't finish it. And then uh, so then Starship. The, so then I said, hey, Starship Troopers. Have you seen that? And he went, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna give you so much credit. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, I never. <laughs> pip yeah. pip. <laughs> I was trying to make it in my defense. More it was on the quote my list. On on Netflix, the oh. formerly known as the Q. Oh yeah, uh, and I just haven't watched it. Oh, well, but I have now. Yes, yes, you have. You have we now. Should, I, should, I give, I give you, I give you crap, but we should rebrand the Netflix rewatch to movies Brandon really likes that <laughs> that Travis should get his act together and watch. Um, well, okay, so let, let's talk about Starship Troopers. All right, you you haven't seen it. Let me hear what your impressions of the film are. Okay, so I am, I'm watching this movie. Uh, not currently, guys. No, I'm not watching it now. Uh, as I was watching the film, the first few things I was thinking is, well, who did the casting of this? Oh, so great. <laughs> well, it's like, these do not seem like the best actors, right? right? And then as the movie goes on, those suspicions were proved to be true. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, I'm watching this movie and it seems really kind of cheesy. Yeah. Really. Um, some might say bad. Yes. And the whole time while I'm thinking those things, I'm really enjoying watching the movie. Yeah. So, so that really got me thinking about sort of the intent behind producing the movie and like, is this intentionally bad? Is this, is this a, satire is this supposed to be sort of am i supposed to is is there is there some kind of commentary i'm supposed to be paying attention to is that possible (laughs) should should i should i watch it again um but in the end the answer to that one is eh, probably not for (laughs) a couple years (laughs) yeah um but by the end of it i was i considered it a movie that i do like yeah 
in part because of how bad it is. <laughs> um, so, all right. So I like I like the movie. Um, I what I can do with this movie is is get rid of like the first maybe quarter of the film where they're like still in high school and trying to de- yes. decide the struggle to whether or not to pursue citizenship. Right. So okay. So for the folks who at, at home or on the road or wherever you are listening to this. If you I like have, to think someone's in a sauna. A sauna. That's a, that's a poor place to be <laughs> listening to electronic devices. Um, unless it's, unless like there's speakers in the sauna. Sure. <laughs> everyone in the sauna is listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone in the sauna, <laughs> go hit us on Facebook. <laughs> Give us a like. Um, unless all five of the listeners that we have are in the same sauna. <laughs> uh, so Starship Troopers, for those who haven't ever seen this movie, if you're a, if you're a regular Travis... Starship Troopers is about space marines versus bugs, essentially. Right. It's if you've played StarCraft, it's the level in StarCraft where there's an outpost and bugs and the Zerg are coming at the base, and you have to survive for for ten minutes for yeah, the dropship. It's basically the same movie. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, the same the same idea. <laughs> um, so you have Casper Van Diem. Uh, he's he plays Rico, and you you have um, heartthrob. Uh, so so handsome uh that his face is like a brick wall <laughs> i never know if he's happy or sad but it's beautiful nonetheless um what well, denise richards <laughs> who is <laughs> the pinnacle of actressing <laughs> uh, like there are times when i like thought she was confused by her lines <laughs> as she was as she was delivering them that so the the scene where she's flying the spaceship for the first time, like the the, the big, big like, like yeah. star, and it's like five meters, three meters, and she just has this this chick, this chick going to crash that spaceship. She has the stupidest <laughs> smile on her face that it doesn't change the entire time. She's like hey, five meters, hey. and everybody else <laughs> on the deck is acting like my wife when I back out at Target. She's yeah. like, just don't, don't hit. The- <laughs> so I'm like, I got this. Now, it, since we since we rewatched it, uh, my wife and I, whenever I'm parking the car now, <laughs> she's like, five meters, Brandon, <laughs> three meters, Brandon. That's quality. Give uh, her props for that. Uh, but uh, so the the thing about this movie, um, you know, when I was a kid, I saw it in the theater, and the first time I saw it, I was like, I, I guess I had I hyped myself up too much um and so i was like oh oh, i was kind of let down by that so i missed a lot of the the political commentary Mm -hmm. the 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 satire of it all because the the screenwriter for this film i forget his name i apologize to him who's probably listening uh he wrote uh robocop right and as we all know robocop is a very uh satire based film about you know violence Mm -hmm. um so this now Starship Troopers, it's about like kind of fascism. It's a it's like an anti-fascism movie. So we're like rooting for these guys, right? We're like, yeah, yeah, kill those effing bugs, yeah, kill them all. <laughs> uh, but it's really a film kind of against that because there's a scene where like there's a reporter, right? He's he's on the spaceship and he's like, you know, some people say that. We should let it be a, a live and let live attitude that 
it's our expanding off to those far distant lands that have triggered the aggression of the, the bugs. The threatening of their, their habitat that could be yeah. initiating this, this violence. And then, then, then Rico, Casper Van Diem, comes out. He's like, I'm from Buenos Aires. And I say, kill them all. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Death <laughs> from above. Check out my tattoo. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, so the satire and the commentary is there. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of reading. You pointed out some articles to me this week. Um, talking a little bit about the director and sort of his upbringing. Yeah. Uh, he actually was involved in Nazi Germany and World War II and yeah. um, sort of saw firsthand the Gestapo and, and all this um, sort of violence against, you know, basically the the fascism taking yeah. place right in front of him. Yeah. Um, and this movie deals with that very directly. You see um, – well, Doogie Hauser, what's his name? Uh, uh, Neil Patrick yeah, Harris. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, his character, by the end of it, basically, I mean, dressed in like a black <laughs> trench coat, yeah. looks like a you know Nazi officer or something. Yeah. Uh, also he, sort of kind of seems to get it, right? Like, he's the one guy who sort of, I he, think, he, he, he dials into what is actually going he's on. He's into the... He's, he's with the joke. Right, yeah. So... Um, you um that that article from AV Club that I that I sent you right like the 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 very intro when it talks about um like if you didn't know any better and you didn't look up what time frame this movie was made in which is ninety seven mm-hmm. you would think that it would would be a perfect nine eleven oh uh, no that analog that happened to me when I was watching the movie oh. like I I was like well how old is this because the the commentary about mass like enlistment in the, in the military and sort of uh you know referring to these soldiers as, as jarheads and just all this commentary about war and, yeah. and everything going on very much in line with post 9-11 iraq war sort of right movies that were coming out of that time yeah because because uh, the, the bug war starts with uh the destruction of buenos Aires, which is like the main city which, right so I actually exited out of the movie on Netflix and went back to check the date of the release of the film. And then when it was like 97, I was like, Oh, this is about four years before. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Wait, 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 just that dad gum minute. Does this guy have like a time machine or something? Does history repeat itself? What is is going on here? Yeah. But yeah, so it, you could definitely watch this movie now mm-hmm. and think about it in terms of post nine eleven wars that have been going on. Yeah. And 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 relate it to those situations and kind of pull out a lot of the commentary that the director and the writer were um tapping into as they as they produced this film. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and real quick about the the the, the Nazi allegory. <clears throat> um you know, Buenos Aires Argentina. That's that's where all those the, the Nazis were hiding. Right. Okay. You yeah. know. So, uh, as a as an adult, all those things feel much more on the nose. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it seems a little. You look at um, even like the officers' uniforms and things like that. Yeah. It, I mean, the style is very sort of reminiscent of like a Nazi uniform. Yeah. And, and like that. And all those like the. Would you like to know more? 
type type videos like that those propaganda commercials yeah like the film reel type thing it's done almost like as an internet ad with like you see actually see like a mouse cursor on the screen and stuff yeah but it completely ties into sort of like a nazi propaganda film reel type thing yeah and and that that's what the director was going for was like trying to modernize those old film reels you right know? yeah exactly. but, but using like the internet as, as an example and the uh join today <laughs> even the kids are doing it and, <laughs> and they're just like stomping on beetles and stuff like that and that the mom mom <laughs> is creepy she's like <laughs> yeah. yeah she's up yeah. yeah that's that's i i would say that uh, not all the effects hold up um yeah no they not don't. <laughs> not all the effects hold up but when they're on that outpost and all those bugs are coming, I'm like, all right, that's some good stuff. Um, I will say though, a little bit, a little bit of critique, a little bit of positive feedback. Uh, you know, when they first meet the bugs, right? They're like, they're like six clips for one of them. They're like, they're three round bursts at least. Come on, man. And it's not dead. By the end of the film, they're like, and I'm like, eh, eh. suspension of disbelief. Okay, they're waste. They wasted a lot of ammo in those original. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm getting nitpicky here, but no. And I'll I'll say like they're studying these bugs. Like you see them studying one of the bugs in like the high school at the beginning of this movie. So yeah. like they're at least somewhat aware of the anatomy that they're up against. Yeah. Maybe tailor your weaponry to more effectively <laughs> deal with that and not just have like conventional bullets. I well, don't know. Well, a little bit of, of trivia for you. So the original uh, novel by Heinlein, um, they were actually in like uh, like battle powered suits. Okay. Um, so and and the the novel is actually much more pro mil- military mm-hmm. than right. than than this one is. Um, <laughs> They uh, they they make kind of callback to the novel when they're they're talking about the only way to get citizenship is by joining the the military right, right? Uh, the, the the teacher in that scene he says you know what's what's the one thing that changes everything and people are like well I don't know it's like force force changes everything yeah like yeah. Uh, you vote for something that's you displaying force so. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was definitely like a military recruit. Like he was like that veteran teacher that you have in high school yeah. that like is definitely sold on the military still. Yeah. And like those kids that are on the fence are like, I don't know. I mean, if I talk to him, he's just going to tell me to go see the recruiter. I, I had I had a Marine substitute teacher and he was he was so badass. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, man, I'm not I don't want to be in the Marines. <laughs> I don't want to end up like that guy. And so I didn't. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I think overall, yeah, looking back at this movie, I mean, I thought it was fun to watch. You have to take the whole thing with a grain of salt. Yeah, you, I mean, if you're expecting a good action movie, mm-hmm. you're going to be let down. But if you want to see some boobs, they're they're in there. They're in there, and that that was like a weird scene too. Like, <laughs> like oh, the, the COVID shower scene. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I guess the future's. The, the future. I mean, it's gonna be more open, I guess. Yeah, it's gender neutral, and that's what yeah. I like about. That's what I like about the future. Um, it's gender neutral until the high school dance, and then <laughs> it looks exactly like a '90s <laughs> high school dance. Again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So you know, take it for what it is. 
you know, don't take it too seriously. Maybe think a little bit about the undertones and, and, the, and that commentary that um, went into it. And uh, if you haven't rewatched it, I, I would suggest going and take a look at it. Do if it, you haven't it. seen it at all, definitely, definitely check it out. Get on it. Um, if you did watch it this week or, or you're familiar with the film, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, so head over to our Facebook page. We, we have a few posts up already, but we'll definitely put a post up about this episode. Uh, let us know your comments about the movie yep. and uh, what you guys think. Yeah. And um, uh, so some, some final comments on, on everything, uh, not just Starship Troopers, but uh, uh, um, go out there, check out Mad Max <laughs> Fury <laughs> Road. Uh, guys, let me just, let me just, I need I need to get this off my chest <laughs> because this movie, uh, uh, me me and a friend we we came up with an analogy about it. I'm twisting my nipples as I'm talking about this. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> um, it's like you've never been in, a, in a, a Ferrari, all right, and so you get in a Ferrari with a, a driver and the driver, like a professional driver, a professional driver, and he just full throttle doing doing spins. Uh, dri- dri- I don't know what he's just going so fast and you're like ah, 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 and then after a minute you're like oh okay I got this so then you put your seatbelt on click, click. Uh, disclaimer uh, I feel like you should have your seatbelt on before the guy starts <laughs> out but you did you you don't know what you're expecting maybe you adjust your seat <laughs> all right or the seat I, I don't know do ferraris have seated i don't, I don't know. know it doesn't matter the point is you put your seatbelt on and you go along for the ride and you enjoy the heck out of it that's mad max fury road it is so it is so cool like uh from a film standpoint there's they, they call it diegetic music with or diegetic sound which is the sound originates from inside the film. It's not like a, a score that's playing in the background. Okay. Yeah. Like, so the, the, the action di- that's taking place, you see matches the sounds that you're hearing. It's not just dubbed r- over the, r- the top. Right. So like me and you were talking, if there's like a, an omniscient person that they're listening to music while they're listening to us, that'd be non diegetic. Right. But like if we had a stereo in front of us right now and we're listening to it, that's diegetic. Got it. Anyway. So there is a, a guy playing death metal on the front of a semi truck <laughs> in this movie. And that's where the music is coming. And he's just like, and there's like these guys with like just drums on the back. And they're like, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, I got such, I got such a chub right now. <laughs> I feel like can if you can tell that? from the excitement in Brandon's voice, that this is a great film. I don't know how to sell it for you. Uh, um, guys, that is our show. Very all over the place on this episode, but we hope it. you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Um, you don't actually have to review the show. That's not necessary, but if you can throw your five stars out there, we'd really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, tell a friend. Let, let somebody know about the show. Pa- pass it on. Pass it on, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode. I am Travis. And I am Brandon. Take care, guys.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.